Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Hey, the body, you know, always wants God to do everything for them. But the bride hath made herself ready. It's a personal decision, personal discipline under the Holy Spirit with the, the grace and the mercy of God, and then she makes herself ready. That's what qualifies her as the bride. Is it clear? And it is the bride that is hastening. Castle Vengara. The coming of the Lord. So that's why it's the bride, spirit and the bride are saying, come. It's the rest of the church. Many of them are living in a fool's paradise. I don't say this in a disparaging kind of way. It just happens to be the truth. And I say to provoke you, if you're, if you're in that category, to provoke you to repentance, to provoke you to a higher level of operation. If many of them are living in a fool's paradise. If you check, you know, you find that most Christians, you know what they think? They think that things are going to get worse and worse and worse. Then one day, Jesus is just going to come and just take us. You know, so long as you are born again and you haven't backslidden, just going to just take all of us once, you know, and just save us from this terrible world. Then the tribulation will come. Then the Antichrist will arise and all of that. They're living in a fool's paradise. It's not going to happen like that. There are going to be three flights. I taught you in the book of Revelation during the uh, shutdown. Now, you know, that's the reason why God gave us the allowed COVID. So those two years, we spent it going in depth. We taught so many things during that time. You know, nobody was going anywhere. Anyway, don't let me get off into that. You know, so you will find, that's why it says, Watch and pray always that you may be accounted, everybody screaming, worthy. That to be a part of the bride. It's the those who watch and pray always that go first flight before the tribulation. The other guys who didn't do what they were supposed to have been doing, who are not watching and praying always, they were praying, but they were not watching and praying always. You know, they stay here and they go mid-flight, mid-tribulation with the two witnesses and, and Israel. Then there's a, still another flight at the end of the tribulation, where he picks up his elect from the four corners of the earth. Now, why do you want to, why do you want to go with, those, with the other flights? Why don't you go the first flight? But you know, going first class is always expensive. Even the natural. The first class ticket is available. I've traveled first class a few times. I don't travel first class most of the time. It's too expensive. You know, I go business class most of the time. But occasionally, they bump me up to first class. You know, I don't pay for it too. They bump me up. Because I'm a regular customer, so they sometimes say, ah, you know. I say, of course, let's go. <laughs> you know, you find that most of the, because I've flown first class a few times, you know, you find that the seats are empty. Usually it's about maybe about three or four of us. The first class is never full. Because very few people want to pay the price, but it's there. So it is in the spirit. Pay the price, so. You see, 
this, the purpose of this message is to inspire us. To provoke us. Bible said, provoke to love. Provoke you. Say, ah, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm going to be a part of that bridal. I'm going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, just be an ordinary vessel of, you know, wood and earth. No, sir. I'm going. Then I'm going to pay the price. And it's worth it. It's worth every cobble, so to speak. Because everything you give up and you something, even in this life, you get a hundredfold. It's worth it. It can be tight a little bit initially, but it's worth it. It's worth the wahala, if you can use that expression. Okay. So, a bride is being prepared. It is the bride that will go with the first flight. The rest of the church will not go with the first flight. What I'm about to say, I said it when I taught the book of Revelation, but I'm going to repeat it now in this context. Again, it will make you afraid, which is good. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. By the fear of God, men depart from evil. Hear me! Jesus preached. He, I'm talking like Jesus now. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear. The Bible says he said with a loud voice. Because he loved his people. And he didn't want bad things to happen to them. <clears throat> let me just take a little bit of a detour. You know, it was only those people who listened to Jesus that escaped the destruction of Jerusalem. Most of the other people were so presumptuous. God, God forbid. It's not our portion. God will never allow unbelievers and Gentiles to come and destroy this holy temple. Blah, 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 blah. Jesus had told these people, you know, Jesus prophesied it 40 years before it happened. Jesus prophesied it just before he was crucified. He said, the hour, the day is coming when they will compass you about, your enemies, because you did not know the day of your visitation. Ah, you know what, Pastor G, history is repeating himself. The church does not know that this is the time of his visitation. It, the, the apostolic and prophetic ministries that are being sent to the church to teach her the blight of Christ, to teach her perfection, to teach her the glory of God, have been mainly ignored. Just like in Jesus' time, most of the Jews ignored what Jesus taught. They didn't believe, oh my dear, upstart from Nazareth. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Don't mind him. Has any of the Pharisees and the scribes believed on as if that is the that is the standard for believing. And you know what happened? They got born again. You know, the day of Pentecost came. A lot of people, not, not everybody, but a, a significant number followed Jesus, followed the apostles, listened to them, you know, obeyed them. As the time of the destruction of Jerusalem approached, it was the Christians who were submitted to the apostles and who believed what they had said that he immediately saw the Roman, it was Titus, he later became emperor. Titus, his armies now approached Jerusalem, then they surrounded it. Something interesting happened in history. Instead of Titus to attack Jerusalem immediately, he gets a word from Rome that they should give them a pause. So in case they are ready to repent of their rebellion and all of that. So they waited for about a year. But the soldiers were there. So the Christians got out and went left Jerusalem. The other presumptuous ones who would not listen. You understand? When the time lapse came, you know, was over, 
Titus now attacked in full force. The casualty rate was terrible. Practically, the, the temple was destroyed. Not one stone was left on the other. There was so much blood in Jerusalem that if you are riding a horse, the blood level came up to where your legs were if you were sitting on the horse. Because that's why Jesus wept. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have loved to put you like a hen. He said, but you would not. He said, behold. It was still 40 years down the road. We are preaching now. People are not listening. Some of the things we are saying are 20, because Jesus is coming sooner. My understanding, and I have understand. See, I don't know the day or the hour, but I certainly understand the years and the seasons. I don't even think it's up to 30 years. Maybe 20. Maybe about, th- let's just say 30. You know, I think by 2050, all this thing would have rounded up. But anyway, that's, you know, when the time comes, you'll find out whether what I said is true or not. But the point I want to make is this. <coughs> if you don't go with the first flight, many Christians will die during the tribulation. Hunger, famine, war. They'll go to heaven, no? But isn't it better to have gone to heaven with the rapture rather than to die during the first half of the tribulation of hunger and, and, and famine and, and war and all of that. That's when nuclear war was going to come. Many Christians will die during the time. They'll go to heaven, but they will die during the time. Some will survive because some of them will now begin to remember what the virgin, the, the bride taught before she left. They'll start practicing those things. Then God will help them find a way of escape and all of that. And some of them will make the second flight. Then some people will learn from that lesson. Then they will too be, you know, start praying, do the thing they should have been doing all these years that they didn't do. They'll start doing it. And some of them will make the third flight. But you don't have to wait for that. Go with the first flight. I'm beginning to finish. I'm not finished, but beginning to. It is the bride of Christ that will manifest the glory of God, typified by the temple of Solomon. In the temple of Solomon, we saw it last week, you know, the glory of God came into the temple and the people could not stand to minister, you know. Isaiah 60 describes it. He says, gross darkness will cover the earth, but the Lord will rise upon it. His glory will be seen. It's the bride. And the Bible says, you know, <clears throat> kings will come to the brightness of our rising. He says, the uh, uh, forces, the wealth of the nations will come to the church. Because the church will become innovative. Should be a creator of wealth. With the wisdom of God. The ability of the mind of Christ. So the wealth of the nations will come. Should be the most powerful financial institution. And with that resources, she will now, you know, um, uh, make disciples in all nations. She will deliver from the bondage of corruption the people on the earth. Let's look at Romans 8. We'll soon be done. Romans 8. And look at verse, I'm going to read from verse 19. We taught extensively on this in times past, but it bears mention uh, 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 now contextually. For the earnest cre- expectation, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Of the creature waiteth 
for the manifestation of the sun. The, the whole creation is groaning now. They're waiting. They don't know what they're waiting for. But they're waiting for the bride. For the creature, I didn't hear you, was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but reason of him that subject the same in hope. Because the creature shall also be delivered from the what? Bondage of corruption into the what? Glorious liberty of the sons of God, of the children of God. The, the, the glory of God that is going to be made manifest is going to deliver, you know, the sick will be healed. The lepers will be cleansed. The dead will be raised. The, the, you know, uh, Isaiah 61 says it. Let, let's go there just for a minute. Uh, oh, Jesus, help me. I, I could quote it, but I, 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 wanna, I want us to read it. Isaiah 61. This is what is in front of us now. We're approaching the end of the Jewish year. And the new year is going to start. And the first day of the new year is trumpets. Which is what Jesus did on this day. His voice was a trumpet in that temple in Nazareth. Isaiah 61. Am I talking to anybody? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Observe the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptance as the jubilee year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. Now, Jesus didn't quote that part in his time, but in our own time, we're going to quote it because we're going to see a simultaneous, as the glory is coming, we're all going to see judgment, vengeance. Firstly, in the church, for judgment will begin at the house of God, and then secondly, in the nation. These are the things that are immediately ahead of us right now. I'm going to close shortly. How? This takes us back to what I said at the beginning. By the unity of the spirit and of knowledge. There are three unities in the body of Christ. The unity of faith, all of us have that automatically. You're born again. But the other two are not so... Uh, auto, they're not automatic. Unity of the spirit is when there is a free flow of the life of God inside the body. So that it can flow, life can flow from me to you, life can flow from you to me. Now that comes if I have the right attitude and you have the right attitude. And that's why the Bible says if you see your brother sin and say, ask life for him, how can I do that? I first of all have to remit his sin. I have to remit his sins. When I remove the sin by the blood of Jesus, I cannot say, you know, I ask life for him. When that thing is flowing properly, then you have the unity of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, describes this, you know. It says, in, 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 the, in, the, in the effectual work in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself. It says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. The joint is where two parts meet, two members meet. According to the effect of working in the measure of every part. Everybody scream every part. Then don't your neighbor say you have a part. You know, the sad thing is, it's true, but people don't play their part. So when you don't play a part, God just bypasses you. It's like electronics. Those, because we studied electricity, you know, but everybody knows this. If you have electricity flowing through uh, a vessel or you know, it's going to take the path where they, it will conduct it. 
the parts where they don't conduct it, he just bypassed them. So it is with the life of God. That's why we're going to get to the second thing now. Attitude is so important. If you have a wrong attitude, God will just bypass you. But within the body, he will find a number. A critical mass who will have the right attitude, who will be conducting, who will be vessels of gold. And it is through those ones he will manifest his glory. Now the fact that you are in the church, it's not automatic. If you don't have the right attitude and conditions and all that, he will just, just, just bypass you. It just, you know, just like current coming through, you know, uh, 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 this thing. Then there's, this, there's a path here. But this path here, you know, the current will not go through this one. It will just go through the one that has a path. So it is. Oh, this is reality. This is not religion. So you need unity of the spirit. Where, uh, uh, where we, there's a right attitude. So that the life of God can flow maximally. It can flow freely. This is a beautiful picture. I must close with two scriptures. You know, the first one is in uh, uh, Psalm 133. Am I talking to anybody here? If you're still on my side, give me a wave offering. I, I didn't see a lot of wave offerings. Though. I hope you're not sleeping. You know, I know it's a tough message, but it, it needs to be. I want to, you know, there's something that God told me over the years. I have to put it into the air. It's my responsibility. Once it's in the air, you are responsible for it. But it's my responsibility to put it into the air. And because of uh, electronics and, and technology now, not only do I put it in the air here, I put it here the whole world because I put it on YouTube. So any Christian who really wants, God will lead them to listen to it. That's the truth. Psalm 133 Psalm 133. Oh, Jesus, help me. Right. And look at is the whole, it's just three verses. A song of degrees. How good. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. And how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Next verse. It is like, he's using a uh, uh, typology, like the precious ointment. That's Old English. If you look at it in the New King James, so it says it's like the precious anointing. You know? If you look at New King James, I think, you know, quickly change it to New King James for a minute. Let's see what it says. New King James. Okay, anyway. Exactly. It's like the precious ointment that poured on the head because in those days they, they made the anointing from the, you know, from the ointment. Poured upon the head. If you look at some of the other translations, you know, the anointing that ran down the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the first high priest, that came down. This is the amplified. But if you look at it in some of the other ones, you know, you will, you'll see, I think the New King James, or, you know, that word ointment, you know, precious oil. There, there it is. You know, it's the oil. That's what David was anointed with. That's how they anointed the kings and the prophets in the Old Testament. So he's talking about the anointing. Poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down to the color of his robes. It paints a picture of the spirit without measure. It's on Jesus. Then Jesus gives it to the leadership who have inherited it by prayer and walking with God. Then the leadership from them, it now goes down to the body of those who are fully submitted. 
If you're not fully submitted, it will bypass you. But it will come right down to the to the body, to the to the to the uh, to the whole body. It be available for everybody. But it's only those who open up. That's why he says it is unity. Next verse. He uses Mount Hermon. As the dew of Hermon. As the dew that descended upon the mount. Again, you see this word Zion. Zion. For there the Lord had commanded the blessing even Zoe. Life forevermore. In other words, the life of God. The power of God that comes from Jesus the head to the leadership. It now flows down and everyone that is under them that is open will receive of that ointment will receive of that life then you will see them manifest that's what happened in Jesus' ministry in Jesus' ministry he had 12 he chose them himself including judas initially you know the same anointing that was on jesus he put it on the 12 then he now found another 70 he put it on them and you see them healing the sick raising um, cleansing the lepers and uh, you know, raising the dead. You see these people doing all of those things. You know, it's not like Judas lost it because of covetousness and others. But the others, you know, I, I was reading in my Bible in, in the book of Acts. The Bible says, "And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders done among the people." And said, "And the people reverenced them, and no man does join themselves to them." Why? Because there was this thing that had come from the head. It had not gone to the body, you know. But for people who followed them, like Stephen. Those who were following, that same anointing came on them. And you see them doing miracles and signs and wonders. Philip! You see them. But not everybody. You know, they chose seven deacons. Only two. That is recorded. That keyed into this thing. What I'm saying is this. We're, we're, we're closing now. What we're saying is this. You need to understand that the bride of Christ is being prepared as I speak. The glory of God, this is the reason, you know, the how, is coming from the, from, from the head, the Lord Jesus, via the leadership. It will now come down. It's available to everybody. But the people it will come through are those who are who esteem their leadership highly. We looked at that scripture earlier on. So that the life of God can flow through them. Then they will be able to manifest the glory of God. Like Peter, James and John. What called the borrowed anointing. Like uh, 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 the 70. And then later on in the book of Acts. You see the same thing happening. You know. It's not everybody. But a good number, a significant number was able to key into the thing, you know, and then they carried it as far as, you know, uh, at, uh, 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 where's that place that, where Paul was? Antioch and places like that. And found out in the entire Roman Empire, those people who carried it. And the Bible says, they that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Turn, stand to your feet. Oh, glory be to God. God is preparing. The bride is being prepared as I speak. But she's preparing herself. She's using the things God has given her for her decoration, like Esther. Esther took the things that the eunuch gave her. 
Six months of oil, of myrrh. Six months of beautiful perfumes. To prepare her to go in before the king. When she went before the king, and the king married her, when the time came to deliver Israel, she was there to be able to make the request. And Israel was delivered. That's a type of us being at the right hand of God to deliver creation from the bondage of corruption. The anointing will be there. The glory will be there. So this is the time. I'm going to end this in a, with, a, with a note of hope. Because when you hear people here, it's kind of, ah, it's too hard. Nobody can. God is not a bad God. Can God ask you to do something you cannot do? He said his commandments are not grievous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I, I, I tell you where this thing begins. The heart. is the heart. If you make a decision and it's honest and it's sincere and you say, God, teach me, show me. I want to, I want to know it. It's going to help you. And you will qualify. God is not trying to exclude people. He's looking for people. He's not trying to make it with just one set of special people, Pastor Lubia and all his uh, friends. <laughs> no. He's looking for it. the more, the merrier. Because he needs them to fan out to the ends of the earth. He needs and beyond. Outer space. <laughs> that will be after the millennium. But for now, it's just this earth. He needs them. So he's looking for you. That's why he's making you hear this message. You do. So the first way it starts is honesty and humility. Sincerity. God, I want this. You know, there are Christians, I'm about to speak to some people prophetically, who don't want this. Yeah. It's too much. So long as I go to heaven. And you said I will go to heaven. So let me just stay there. And you know God won't fight you because of that. Okay, that's what you want. But that's not what God wants. That's what you want. He's not going to force it on you. You know. But if you make up your mind and say, yes, God, I want this. And I will pay the price for it. Discipline, whatever you ask me to do. And he's not asking us to do difficult things. Not asking us to carry a calabash to the, to the bush in the middle of the night and go and walk naked or kill your first son so you can get power. God is not like the devil. The things God is asking us to do are very simple compared to what the devil asks his people to do to get power. And the power we get, the power of the devil cannot stand near it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You will tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's worth it, folks. It's worth it. So be encouraged. Don't, don't be discouraged and think, oh, the standard, is, the standard is high. But God will help you. That's why the Holy Spirit came. He's come to help you. All he needs from you is your honesty, your cooperation. A just man falls seven times, rises again. You start, you don't do it very well. Say, Lord, I'm sorry, help me. Stand up again. After a while, you get used to it. After a while, yes. 
I'm looking for, I'm going to close this on a nice note. The life fault results just came out. We shared it with you the other day. Those children did very well. So many of them had eight A stars, nine A stars, seven A stars. I like I gave six. The whole class had grade one. Everybody. About six, about ten of ten of them, because I was counting yesterday, had in our own time what we call aggregate six. That's distinction. Then the remaining part of the class had grade one distinction. Then about three or four had ordinary grade one. You know what I want? I want the whole of scripture pasture. I want all of you to have grade one distinction. It's not difficult. You can do it. Don't be afraid. You can do it. I want every single one of you to qualify for the spirit without measure. The, the borrowed anointing, that's where you start from. You know, you will heal the sick. You will cleanse the leper. You will raise the dead. Each one of you individuals will go to your village. You go to your home. You go to your family. And you say, is there any sick among you? You say with confidence. You will lay hands on your grandmother. You will lay hands on your cousins and your brothers and your sisters and your friends and your, and your neighbors. And you will say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. To set the captives free. What is wrong with you? In Jesus' name. I say, be healed. The leprosy will leave. Instantly. They will say, ah, ah, what manner? Is this not Rhoda? <laughs> Rhoda quickly jumped on it. Is this not Yemisi? Is this not uh, uh, Clement? Is this not Kule? Ah, where did he? Where did they get this kind of power from? Mama, but you know, some people are waiting. Pastor, call my name. Call my name. I'm seeing already doing like this. Call my. <laughs> it's not whether I call it here or not. That's not what's going to get it done. It's whether you are you 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 discipline yourself. But but seriously, you know, they say, ah, is this not this person? Where ah, where's did he? That's how they did about Jesus. Jesus grew up with them. Then the guy comes back. They say, ah, he's not this the carpenter. Whose brothers and sisters are with us? From where did he get this power? He got it from God. You will take it to your village. You will take it to your families. Then the news will go around. They will say, eh, hey, come and show us your God. You say, hey, follow me to church. Follow me to church. If you are in, uh, in uh, Umuahia and you can't come, you can see it on YouTube. It's on your phone. Listen next Sunday. This power I have, you two can get it. The news will spread. And people will come. Many people will say, let us go up. Who doesn't want a good thing? It's not difficult. But it requires sincerity, honesty, humility, and consistency. The problem with a lot of us is that we're not consistent. We start, then we have a little bit of problem. I give up on it. Don't do that. That's why you need to pray those Pauline prayers every day. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Vouchsafe me worthy of this high calling. Every day. I've been praying those prayers every day for 40 years. I have not stopped. 
That's why I'm not, I don't get tired. That's why I don't get discouraged. Because of the grace and the mercy of God. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.